Hello everyone, Leslie here just reminding you that this Friday, May 10th in Brooklyn, New York, Struggle Session will be having its first live East Coast New York show and we will be joined by our good friend Katie Halper of the Katie Halper Show. Uh, special guests will be Matt Taibbi of Rolling Stone, Jamie Peck of The Majority Report and Nancy Fada, Jake Flores of Pod Damn America. Get your tickets now. They're only $10. You can get them at strugglesession.us. Thank you. See you then. everyone welcome to struggle session i'm leslie the third i'm jack allison and today we are joined by a very special guest our return a returning champion mr yeah. mike mitchell of doughboys yeah. so, thank you for having me back yeah thanks for coming back uh you know we we had you on before and tried to get you to shit talk like your employers and stuff like that <laughs> but this time it's a much easier one we, we asked you back for an easy one this time. It, it's funny when i'm on struggle session it's always like it's like uh Netflix is the topic, or, or and, uh, and now, now it's like the thing is the yeah, topic. So we're here to cancel John Carpenter. No, I <laughs> know, uh, but we're here to talk about the thing. We're here to talk about John Carpenter's The Thing today. Yeah, one my favorite films of all time. And Mac, uh, Mitch, I knew you you're a big fan of it. It's 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 definitely in my top ten movies of all time. I'd say I I love I I love it, and also. It's crazy how much people didn't love it, which I will probably will talk about. But yeah. it's just yeah. so it's 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 so good. It's, we'll get into Carpenter. haters later. Yeah. Uh, wait, what's that? Is it your favorite John Carpenter? It is my favorite John Carpenter. It is. I mean, like I like Big Trouble in Little China. I like Halloween. Obviously, I like I like all I like all the John Carpenters. There's, there's other top teners in his uh, in his oeuvre. I don't know if there's a top. I don't know if I have a top ten Carpenter movie besides the thing that's in my top ten, but. Probably my top fifty, I guess. Yeah, Halloween is a great movie. Carpenter's Carpenter rules. That's I, I was just saying before we started that I wrote a lot of notes, but a lot of the notes are just that. Like this part was like cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, so nineteen eighty two is the thing. Uh, a meditation on um, paranoia, mm -hmm. fear, yeah. and. What happens when you spend ten percent of your budget on practical effects? Yeah, really, it, really, it's awesome. It rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They still spend the ten percent on visual effects, but it's just you know uh, a video game. They spend it to make a video game, a private video game that's only for the graphics guys to use. It's 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 so weird to me. I, this is this is one of the first things that I that I that I wrote down. But like you said, the movie comes out in nineteen eighty two, and 
I'm 36 years old. I was born in 1982. I came out in 1982. Same. <laughs> Same. And, and so if you think about 36 years before 1982, that is 1946. Wow. And so you think about like horror movies from 1946, and then you think about the jump that the thing made in yeah. 1980. Like the like, when you compare the, the two side by side, if you even compare the thing from another plant uh, from another world or whatever it is, right. the original, um, and that's like 1951 or something like that. That's a few years later, and you can compare the two. It's like the thing from another world is like an old Frankenstein kind of <laughs> shitty. I mean, it's still a good movie, and Carpenter loved right. it and was inspired by it. But then you see what this movie's like 36 years later. And then I was like, now you take the leap to now, another 36 years, and it's like. Kind of still the same. Kind of still the same. If that, if as good. There's been good horror movies, but are there any movies that have been on that level? Like, have taken a leap like that? That movie, I saw that. I saw the thing for the first time in 2000 and like three or something and it blew my mind right. how 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 good it was and it was a movie that was that was as old as i was yeah yeah it's pretty wild uh uh i was gonna say that the thing is a pretty cool it's, it's like a um i think it's it's kind of about russian bots is kind of what it's about it's like uh, uh you know it's like kind of like which which of your followers are like a russian bot like who's in disguise uh it's, a, it's an important parable for our time i thought i thought i thought when i when i was watching it there is a remake version of like I think that there's a remake version that's that's more like the th- prequely right it wasn't it was ultimately secretly a prequel right the the the, the well the the sequel is the prequel yeah yes right isn't it? it yeah the sequel it's a it's a prequel it's also called the thing it's not horrible yeah but, but it's not really good it's not really necessary like it's yeah. it, it's about as good as a horror movie as you would expect people to make now yeah but, uh, but the what, what the thing what set the thing apart is just like it's all-time classic um because not just because of the practical effects but because of the characters and the pacing like i i like to say about this film this is a perfect film one of the few that there is nothing about it that i could possibly imagine anyone changing because they got set the mood the tone all the dialogue all the interactions all the ambiguity the Mm -hmm. setting the effects all of it comes together into something that is literally a perfect movie that you really can't even if you try you can't uh, replicate do you think the do you think the spaceship the movie opens with the spaceship flying down do you think that that do you think that that's dated at all i was trying to like watch look for things that are dated i think you can probably find them if you really try but even like that which seems like a little cornier i still like it's like a throwback to like right 1950s like like the original thing from another world or something like that yeah uh but I, 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 Leslie, I watched the movie with like that, like through the lens of like, what could you, what could you make better in the thing? And, and it's, there's not, there's not a whole lot. There's, there's, there's nothing really there. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. It's so perfect. It's a pretty perfect movie. It's a pretty perfect movie from beginning to end. And there's not a lot of like, uh, chaff in there. There's not a lot of like a boring parts or anything. It just like trucks along. Do you, Car- Carpenter, do you know that he like, he, like, he, I mean, obviously, this it was like I said, it was a like it was like a failure. The movie didn't do well at the box office, and people were like mean to him. If you read yeah. the if you read the old reviews, they like kind of the Batman versus Superman of the time. It, yeah. it, it really, it, I mean, it, it it and it also it destroyed his 
didn't destroy his career, but derailed his career. Right. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to do like he was supposed to direct. What was it? Like Firestarter or something. I don't know. Like uh, he was he was supposed to direct some movie after that, and then it didn't happen. Like it, it, like he thinks of it as a movie that like fucked him, fucked up his career. Uh, and and people are also like. They thought it was too nihilistic, I think was a part of the, the right, issue. Right. And I guess it was I'm just this is literally because I pulled up the Wikipedia to try to find uh what uh you know uh, uh what he was gonna be oh. directing afterward. But this is interesting that they're like uh many people cite uh, cite its failure uh because E. T. just came out at the yeah. same time and E. T. was like all optimistic about aliens <laughs> and the thing was like you can't trust anybody and uh <laughs> those among you are like uh, going to betray you. Is is the thing a better movie than E.T.? Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. I say yes too, but yeah. I think that is controversial. Like we have friends that probably I think we wouldn't probably agree have with that. that are like, I'm just yeah, thinking of like Armin. nostalgia blind about E.T. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I like I like E.T. But I mean it's just too fucking like little kid. It's like too saccharine. Like yeah. I don't like agree with the message of E.T. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like the thing, if you're ch- okay, look, uh, the E.T. is better for children, but as an adult, you should watch the thing if you're gonna choose between the two movies. Should we like, should we should we run down the I mean, we could go. I I I wrote down plot po- the things that I liked plot point by plot yeah. point. Well, the, uh, before we move on from ET, the ma- the moral of ET is about like how to have a friend. <laughs> like <laughs> ET is a movie for people that need to learn like about how to have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's true. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's go through plot by point and feel take over. This is well, the mid show. No, no, no. I I I I, I want you you guys gonna help me out here because i'm just like i said all i'm gonna say is like that part was cool but we open up on the spaceship which felt kind of throwbacky yeah and then you meet mcready and mcready is playing the computer he's playing on that this is the a thing that is dated he's playing on a very old computer he's he's playing the chess king wait hold on a second so he this is dated to meet a main character who's a gamer in minute one, in, in a movie in 1982, our main character is a freaking gamer. Okay, wow. those strike did, me as so dated. Well, I didn't really realize until now that this is the first, uh, you know, first, you know, scene where time where you see, you know, a gamer really rise up. I, yeah, it's true. It's true. There was so much around this time. It's all depictions like Revenge of the Nerds. This is a gamer made good. Anyway. <laughs> there is a bit of a a different Gamergate situation <laughs> when uh, when McReady pours his his uh, his booze into the into the chess wizard, right? And then he and calls just, it a bitch. And ca- he does call it a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so there is yeah. there is a little bit. Maybe it is pretty. It's, it's, a, ga- so, it's a game so we, where it's so okay. we open we open first on uh, on a gamer undergoing anti gamer prejudice. Uh, okay, continue. <laughs> he pours a drink in that it destroys the it destroys the machine. Um, then, then, uh, the so we see the dogs running through the 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 snow is basically the start of the movie, the real start of the movie. And then there's that the score by uh, uh, how do you say his name? Ennio. Uh, oh, Ennio Mor- Morricone. Morricone, right? Morricone. We're not. None of us are gonna say it right, but Ennio Morricone. Yeah, I think it is Ennio Morricone, and and yeah. he he's the guy who did uh he's done a million things. He's all the spaghetti westerns, you mm-hmm. know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he uh, did Hateful Eight. He uh, did, I believe, the soundtrack to uh, the uh, the can- Cannibal Holocaust. Right? He did that soundtrack as well. And I do want to say my conspiracy theory is John Carpenter did a lot of this soundtrack too because it is I his style. Yeah, yeah, it is it very it's very synthy and like, but that that in the beginning the song that's the like didn't. 
Dun, you know, like like just <laughs> like this, the like very simple score yeah. in the beginning is cool as hell. Yeah, and yeah. it sets a great mood, and they're chasing those dogs. Yeah, but I thought it was interesting, and I thought you guys you guys would like this that the movie the the whole it's it's like and I think it's intentional, obviously, but the gunslinger guy shoots the Norwegian that's chasing the dog right immediately like he just like yep. he breaks the window and shoots the guy yeah <clears throat> well we start off with like not trusting people which yes. is like the theme of the entire movie is like your biggest enemy kind of is other people yes and he just with, without really kind of the guy I, he like wounded one guy in his leg but he's clearly is just chasing this dog and, right and without really try, talking it out or trying to figure out what's going on the gunslinger guy shoots him, which leads to everything. Which, by the way, I want to say that this again, like and now I can't help but frame this as like the anti E.T. or whatever, because this is like, again, a very sort of like anti filmic trope. And then why it works so well as a horror movie is like they're saving the dog like dogs are supposed to be representative of good. This is like yeah. actually like the opposite of the save the cat moment. It's like saving the cat caused the entire problem. Problem. Yeah. To like to try to save a wonderful creature. They let in an uh, at a horrible evil. That's that. That's a great point. Like uh, this, this when clearly there's something like, why would these Norwegians be trying to kill, trying the, to dog? kill the dog? <laughs> the reason that they're trying to do it. Yeah, which is not to say that anybody, you know, don't you know, don't go out there and kill dogs or anything. Yeah, I guess like if you that. if you see someone trying to kill a dog, I guess you should probably try to make <laughs> yeah, it not happen. You know. But maybe if you're at the North Pole, maybe you know, don't shoot them. Just ask, ask yeah, why. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that 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 kicks off the whole movie, and it's I mean. It's great. It's a, it's it's <laughs> it's already great. We were introduced to Wilfred Brimley. You know, this is one of his first. Uh, this is one of his first big movies. Oh, really? Um, this is an early Brimley. This is an early Brimley. <laughs> he I love only, those actors that are like born old. Yeah, he, he's only twelve. He's only twelve years older than I am now in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you could uh, maybe you could age into a Brimley type soon maybe the next decade holds brimley rolls for you <laughs> maybe you just need to like go gray and everyone will be like he's like a cowboy now <laughs> <laughs> we, we we meet that we meet the whole crew yeah i guess i guess a question for for you guys what exactly and this is one of my favorite movies i should know this what exactly are they doing up there? What, what what's what's happening up here? In, in just a research like study, I think, right? Yeah, it's just where you're supposed to take it as it's a research facility. You got some geeks, you got some eggheads, you got yeah, but you got more like working class people who just keep the shit running right. and moving along. It's yeah. hilariously, it's hilariously kind of just like the setup from Alien. But what Alien was kind of doing was ripping off these kind of actual scientific things, like <laughs> where they're science guys and kind of grunts or whatever uh it's just your classic sci-fi situation where there's some like meatheads and scientists all together, together like 14 to of them. Out. nerds and jocks working in together a, if i ever find myself in a situation where nerds and jocks are working together get the fuck out of there <laughs> yeah <If> you, <laughs> you have to get out <laughs> and mcgreedy is the leader because he's like kind of He's kind of like a smart. He's kind of like he's kind of the smart, cool one. He's yeah. like the smart jock nerd hybrid. He, yeah. he 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 straddles the that fence between uh, jock and nerd. Of course, the kings of the he's mall. the jerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they they go and they go into they go and discover the uh, the Norwegian camp. It is they, they are it is Norwegian, right? I'm, I yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah. Um, 
And so we get to see the the thing the thing prequel camp. <laughs> and obviously, in a comic book of this, there'd be an asterisk and be like, "To see what happened here, see the thing, 2012." <laughs> and, and, <laughs> For the know, rest of the story, <laughs> I, and do, I do, you know, commend that version of it. For they don't try to fuck with it. They do like give a specific reason they do lead up right to the beginning of this film they don't try to fuck with it. they don't try to give a twist they don't try to give an emotional right. backstory for the yeah. ice creature they don't try to save this or right. that character like you're still in this apocalyptic you know kind of realm to it so i do have to give the you know the prequel people a little bit of credit for like yeah. not trying to fuck with it which you, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll give i'll say that the good and bad part of the prequel is the same thing it's like meaningless because nothing happens but also they don't try to touch anything so that's also good it's just like good like it's kind of like it doesn't touch anything and it's all fine it's there there is a little bit of in the prequel that like so we're in the new norwegian base but there's more to talk about the prequel and 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 a part of the reason when you get to this Norwegian base, this is this really for me is like this is where you start to love this movie because mm-hmm. you just see like the guy who's cut his throat and has cut his wrists, yeah, and the blood is like frozen, yeah. And it's just such fucking good yeah. imagery, and and it's all and all looks so real and so fucked up, and like unlike a lot of and like anything I've ever seen. Even when I was 21 or 22 years old, old, you know what I mean? Like, it's just these practical yeah. models that look so fucking cool. Yeah. In the prequel, they do try to, like, there's, like, the, there's, like, the, so they find, like, this big kind of pile of corpse that, like, is, like, two heads split or whatever. And it's fucking awesome looking. Yeah. It's so cool looking. But in the prequel, they do try to like exp- like they they do, they do try to like nail each one like the guy who killed themselves, the guys like there's two guys that like right. almost merged together. Right. They do try to get each of those things down, which I guess you're right. They probably should be commended, and maybe it would have been a good movie. But I heard that that there were practical effects for the thing prequel, and then they they took them all out and overlaid. Yeah, I heard CG. that too. Wonderful. Well, I mean, it w- can you imagine what movies would look like if we spent like the budgets of today on actual practical effects? It's only because the executives want to note the movies till the last minute. I swear to God, it's not actually because audiences like effects better that way. It's just because they can change the movies like Lego up till release day when it's all VFX. It th- which is it's you're right. I mean, it's a bummer. It, and and in the back in the day, like that's. Yeah, if something wasn't working, it was like we have to go do a reshoot. It's and it fucking expensive. Too much. It's like yeah. we have to build the thing, and then we're shooting it on film. It's like everybody shut the fuck up. This is like hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent at this moment. We have to get it perfect, and then they do. Then they actually do. <laughs> well, actually, you know, they didn't get. We uh, maybe we can talk about this later, but they really did not get this movie perfect the first time around. There was a lot of reshoots, lots oh. of stuff that like this movie was a mess a complete fucking mess it was almost as bad as like a ryan johnson film or oh, <laughs> in the middle Jesus. of it um but they that's, somehow that's that's really bad but they somehow <laughs> were able to piece it uh together but like Matt, mitch please keep, continue well I, I was gonna say that there is there is something that there's a there's a greater conversation too to be had about like what 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 do you make movies for like this movie was a failure like uh i mean it wasn't it wasn't an actual box office failure, even though, it, but it only made like four million, which back in nineteen eighty two was it was it was basically a failure, right? So it's like, okay, 
is this a failure? But then, like, this is a work of art. This is like, isn't this what movies are made for? Or is it to make money? I guess are, it's somewhere you, in the middle. Whether it's better, whether it's better to make money from a movie or make one of the greatest movies of all time <laughs> that people will remember forever. But, but 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 to but to make a movie that that isn't even recognized as right. good for like a decade. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like it's one of those things where like you know people are still only now reevaluating Freddy Got Fingered too. I mean, like <laughs> this is happening all the time. <laughs> Would that be? I feel like as it, for, for for to create something, how would you yeah. feel about that to, to create it and have? To be people... honest with you, I'm like these days, I would just be happy to be able to make anything at all because yeah, only true. three companies are making anything. You know what I mean? That's why I think you see like the Coen brothers making like a Buster Scruggs on Netflix. It's like, I don't think they're like wanting to make movies that are TV movies. I think that like there's three companies left that do all the buying. <laughs> so it's like, you just got to do it with them. Like, sure, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, how would I feel about it? If I, if I were uh John Carpenter, um, I think I would feel how John Carpenter does that. Like I'm an absolute legend and then I'm going to retire and play destiny Two for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> But it is just a like he he had he would just was the I think he was a movie that just depressed well whatever yeah, yeah no I mean I I look it is there are these uh, uh this happens so often and you know uh, uh, you're right to sort of to uh, uh, to make it about like you know what what are we trying to do out here as artists <laughs> you know what I mean like I think it just goes to show that I'm like John Carpenter just is like makes fucking movies just yeah. makes movies makes a lot of movies and makes them really really well yeah and it, so subsequently he's turned out to be one of the greatest directors of all time he like, really has i mean <laughs> a completely super underrated director he's yeah not, he's not put in that conversation because horror doesn't get respect the way it should i mean like if you are a horror director you can go on to be a serious director but like if you just do horror you're like not part of the conversation leslie are, are you a fan of like newer horror or are, like do you like new horror movies or no there's i mean i'm not biased against him there's some i liked i certainly loved uh hereditary recently that's probably yeah, the hereditary recent was good one i had but i think in general like it just there, there's such a vision to the thing right he went in with like yeah. a really like huge big idea huge big situation all things that we've never seen on film before or in some aspects since and like they went in mm -hmm. with that going in and like most horror movies you see today it's just like there's a ghost in the house <laughs> yeah <laughs> horror movies have come back and they've come back in a big way and i th i think i i think that they also make money now like that's the other thing right there there's some of the movies that actually make money but there they there is like there a lot of movies are feeling like the conjuring verse like it right. feels it, feel, it feels like there's a lot of conjuring movies yeah. which i even liked the conjuring or whatever I'm not i'm not saying that the conjuring was bad the high contrast post effect universe yes. or whatever <laughs> and it's like very much the same scares or whatever where where carpenter made it a point like he directed halloween and in the thing he did he wanted to stay away from scares there were like things written where like a body fell from the ceiling right. and stuff and carpenter was like i don't want to do that i did that with halloween now everyone right. does that and he wanted to move away from that which i think is like that's the most badass thing ever to be like i'm the guy who created that and i don't want to rely on that i want right. i want different scare and 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 honestly this how scary this movie is is the first time I think the first time you see this movie is when it is really scary and and you don't know who is who and that that tension right. or whatever. But the creature effects, like I said, are like yeah. insane. The first time you see the thing is that pile of 
of like corpse like or whatever. Undulating. <laughs> like it's just it's like, crazy. Like Leslie's saying, I'm like, you know, that is someone who's like, I'm gonna put new images that have never been seen on film before. It's, I will say this about hereditary, which I actually really like hereditary too. But I'm like, ultimately there's not a, an image in there that had like I'm like, it's a creepy kid. Yeah. It's like people scuttling on the rooftops and shit like that. Yeah. It's like the same like I I like I love hereditary. I think it's a really well written movie and it like plays out script wise in like ways that are unexpected and cool, but we kind of are like all existing in this just like shared you know vocabulary of what makes a horror movie and i think that like maybe yeah john carpenter maybe movies back in the 70s were a little less beholden to like it's gotta be in its lane or whatever i i also feel like with hereditary jeff dutton and i saw an early cut of hereditary and there was a lot of cg missing from it and i loved it and then I went and wow. saw the final version of the the movie, and it was not as good with these little CG touches that they did. Leslie, you know, like the flies that come down from the attic and stuff. Yeah, that like was added in, and it's like it looks the not flies that good. look stupid. <laughs> like, just these just these little things can take you out of the like take you out of the movies when and when in this movie the practical effects are just so good. And then so basically this it leads us into the the dog scene eventually that this dog is all yeah. over, he's walking around the compound. You can tell that he's 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 trouble. Something's up with this dog. There's something up with this dog. And also, I I wrote this down. It's great dog acting. Yes, <laughs> he got a lot of got good acting out of the dog. <laughs> it really the dog. is. The dog did re- a really good uh, a job. And like, I, I do want to say, like, this <laughs> movie does kind of put does put you off of huskies for a bit. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these kind of like big. Maybe that maybe I'm not that into big dogs in general, and maybe it's the thing that did it to me. I'm like. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't ever want a dog that could get infected by an alien and actually do any damage to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if Kenny was infected, do you think that it would just be like I could throw Kenny like <laughs> like out of the window? Like she would never even be able to bite me. Like I'd be like, what are you doing? Goodbye. <laughs> the the whole scene with the dogs in the kennel. The dog is jumping up and biting at the gate, trying to get out. It just is like all these little details. They yep. all start growling at the thing dog. And then it's the first time, I mean, we've seen like the this this pile of corpse, but yeah. it's the it's the first first time that we really see like what the thing is, which is also still doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah it's which the, is awesome. Yeah, those tendrils and those spider legs that yeah. come out of it are just they're just so fucking creepy. Like I the worst thing you can worst thing you could imagine. It's 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 amazing. And then like. The, you know, you see the dog spraying these other dogs, and the other dogs are getting fucked up, and it's awful. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah this arm stretch out of it, and then, like you said, like... These so this <laughs> is this is so anti the normal movie trope of saving animals. Not only does them saving this animal, like, fuck them, but also kills a bunch of other animals. It, like, kills all... Which we hate to see in movies. There, there are no dog survivors. <laughs> the, even the dogs that survive this scene are later axed up by someone else. Like, and no, none of the the dogs live it's a it's very it's fucked up but you see in, like you're saying you see these tendrils you then see like this like floral like there's like a a flower that comes out and then opens up and there's like a head it's the it's such a crazy yeah. it's it's insane like just just the idea of it is insane and yeah. also the fact that you like you see freddy krueger he's a burnt man with a claw and that and that's and it's cool and it's a cool character it's a good design yeah 
He's a pedophile, so he's not that cool. But like, Which, uh, by the way, it's so funny. Like, weren't people being like, actually, did you know in like Freddy Krueger that he's a pedophile? Like, that's a little. I'm like, he's yeah, he's like the main villain. Like, he's a, so bad. He's like that's shown to be the most horrifying and terrible. Did Freddy thing get canceled? Did Freddy get canceled? I think I saw people being like, that's a little like weird. I'm like. Freddy is it's Freddy. <laughs> I thought you were about to Google if Freddy is Freddy canceled. Is Freddy canceled? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like the uh, there was a thing that like today that's like John Wayne in an interview in like 1971. I'm like John Wayne's canceled. I'm like, have any, has anybody seen The Searchers? Like that's like like John Wayne is canceled. Okay, yeah. John Wayne is he's he's dead, right? He's and I has mean, been he's can, canceled. He's, can, he's, he's canceled. canceled as it gets. Yeah, he's, public he's, enemy canceled, canceled the him. Black <laughs> <Okay>. people <laughs> always. Always were like right. We we've been talking about John Wayne being a racist as long as we've been talking about Elvis Presley being a racist. Wait till that hits Twitter that Elvis well, gets canceled. This is an interesting thing. This is a side thing actually, but I, Elvis is dying. Yeah, like the the Elvis merchandise has been steadily like dropping year to year because the fans of Elvis are passing away. Like Elvis is going to like no longer exist in the American mind after a few generations. So Fallout New Vegas was a lie. Yeah, Fallout New Vegas was a lie. There is, you know, we we were talking about this, how Elvis is dying. And then just the other day on ABC, I saw a thing that was like the Elvis tribute special. And there's one coming up in like. Maybe they're trying to get everyone back on Elvis. They might be trying to get everyone back on Elvis. Elvis is he's has a couple. Whatever. He's Elvis. I I didn't realize that Elvis was racist. This is this is news to me. Yeah, Elvis is racist. Well, cultural appropriation is more his oh, I yeah, more his speed. Yeah. Piece of shit, Elvis. <laughs> you're canceled, Elvis. Yeah, you're anyway, uh, Elvis. what else? What do we have here? Uh, right, so- oh, I was going to say about that with the uh, the flowering out in the faces. That's a very good example, mm-hmm. not only number one, of uh, once again, we'll have to say it a million times on here of like why practical effects are better. That's just like a... a, 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 a a completely like mind bending thing to witness and the like human mind is able to tell when something was made in real life versus when it wasn't yeah. like that adds to the horror but also what you were saying about John Carpenter wanted to do different types of scares yeah. so it's like how do I do scares if it's not just like jumping out at people it's like by exposing them to like horror the likes of which their mind like can't comprehend yeah. you know like and then executing that on film it's it's unbelievable it's, sta- it's staying on this creature and, and, and seeing it Change like, more like, and more for a long shot and yeah. shit. Yeah, and 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 then they, well they tor- they torch it they torch the, uh, well, the dog. But well, be- is- before that, you know, there there is one scene of acting that I want to compliment uh, Keith David and Kurt Russell on because when he had he because Keith David, you know, he's also a smart jock and he comes up there with the flamethrower yeah. and he stops in his fucking tracks when he sees what's actually happening. Right. And he's just so he's so scared and it's <laughs> yeah. just blowing his mind. Like he's this big tough gung-ho guy and it takes two of them together to be able to pull the trigger on the flamethrower and destroy it. And that scene is in every single horror movie right every single horror movie they hesitate before like blowing the thing's head off just so you can see on it but this is the only one i actually believe like that can actually happen i think i i I agree with that because if you saw that thing what if you saw that thing transforming in front of you i wouldn't i would you wouldn't be able but to help to watch it happen (laughs) it's insane i mean like i feel like that's like the viewers in that situation as it's happening too like you you're just sitting there with your mouth open and in and, and shock of yeah. what you're seeing on screen. Keith David, also one of his one of his first big roles, he was a stage actor. And I guess like he had he he had a hard time uh like showing like being too emotional. And then mm. 
the guy who was the do- the guy who was the dog guy, him, he and the dog guy work together, and they have a backstory that they don't like each other. <laughs> so if you're watching the movie, the the dog guy and and Keith David don't like each other. But then also, there, I think there is there is obviously like there is some small race stuff that goes on in it, but but not a, I, I not think a ton. Only, I think only. I don't think it's like. And I don't think it's the focus of this movie. It's yeah. just kind of in there in so much as it was in like all interactions in the 1970s, kind of like it doesn't shy away from how people were interacting with each other. But it's yeah. also not really the focus of the movie in any real way. Yeah, I, th- I do want to say there is diversity in this film and it's not really like but it's, and it works really well because it's like, you know, not talked about in a right. way that's fake or phony or the people who made the movie congratulating themselves on hiring a couple of black <laughs> actors. Again, of course, it is very funny that like everything is like now new and we have to pat ourselves on the back. I'm like, this movie came out literally when the two of you were born yeah. as a fully like multicultural, yeah. multiracial cast. Yeah, there's uh, two black people in it. You're still not allowed to have that in most movies Well, it be a black movie. <laughs> And Keith David basically is playing like like him, Kurt Russell, and, and Wilford Brimley are kind of the the three leads of this movie. Uh, but there there is a there's a funny there's a funny moment where, and I think this is kind of this is a little bit like the small touch on race, but the one it's like. I don't want to be take, be the leader, and then like like Keith David's like I'll be the leader, and then McCready's like I don't think so. McCready becomes the leader, but I think it is, and like Keith David's like fucking shit, of course. Like I think that, <laughs> he, it's like a good reaction to it, where you're like, oh yeah, Keith David knows, like he he get he gets this situation. <laughs> He's like upset about it, but but it, it doesn't. Yeah, they don't like linger that. on it too long. But anyways, this is this is this is where all this there where everyone turns on each other anyways is is right. is coming up they 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 all they all go to the alien crash site after this and there's a cool map painting of of the of like the like the alien ship with them in the foreground or yeah. whatever it looks really great it's cool it looks it looks good again don't like you think map paintings don't always look like photorealistic or whatever but i'm like it's a big cool painting that someone made it's a big old painting how I, wonderful is, is 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 aren't they aren't they better than isn't it better than a lot of cg i mean and look it I, looks I, good I know, it looks I, good. I know Lucas does. I know Lucas does stuff with CG backgrounds. Hey, but Lucas does. I mean, but but he kind of like does it in a he does it in a way that is like bad. Actually, I'm like I like think that the Lucas backgrounds have like too much shit going on. Like I like that this is a big painting and with big matte paintings, it's usually like kind of a nice still image. With CG, you just get like you're like, well, I could put a little bird thing here <laughs> and a little like hopping guy and someone's hailing a taxi over here. It's just like so much shit going on when it's. Uh, uh, CG. The thing that the South Park guys made fun of Lucas for was like a thing like a being like back walking like, in front, like, <laughs> <laughs> like a little thing like farting or whatever. Right, or like, yeah. I mean, that is that is embarrassing. I but- mean, he also, you know, I have my thing about the uh, the original trilogy, which is that each version is its own special thing. Like the original despecialized version, you can look at a, a man's like a evolution as a filmmaker. If you like watch those different versions of the movie, like you yeah. can watch like a franchise kind of evolve over time. It's interesting. People like always think of it. They're like, you, he's making it so you can't get any of the other ones. I'm like, where, where have you never fucking heard of BitTorrent your entire life? Like the originals are available. They are available. <laughs> and Disney, Disney probably will release. Well, the, uh, they're in the Disney vault now, of course. There's yeah. going to be like timed releases of the originals and shit like that. That vault. That... Everything's the vault now. Everything's in the vault. 
Well, we were talking about this before on the show, but I'm like, you know, this thing of us always all buying licenses to everything, like everything's on Apple TV, everything's on Netflix or whatever. That's everything is the vault. They can take. We don't buy. We don't own movies anymore. They can take. They can take them away, right? Whenever you, you can't, they can. They can't remove it from your system, but they can make it so you can't download it again. So that's like you just don't have it anymore. That's so this crazy. Grand, this thing where they were like, the internet's going to make it so every movie's available to everyone. I'm like, no, it actually has made it so movies are more locked down than ever as they like hold their individual IP. Like realizing how valuable like every single movie is as an individual IP and how many how many different times they can get us to pay for the same one over and over again. That's it's I was just thinking this the other day. I wanted to watch the best of Chris Farley, the SNL best of Chris Farley. You can't get it. You can't, you can't get it's it. It's bizarre. It's like because they're because they're holding it to make it. It's the Disney vault. They're like the, the Chris Farley one's available again. They got it on Netflix. Everybody watch it or whatever. That's it's crazy. False, it's, it's false scarcity. Like everybody pirate everything. It's the only way now. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. Anyways, back to the back to the the the, the, the Wilford Brimley starts going crazy. They they got the map painting. They they. They find out that this thing is uh has come from the ice right. that they they took this the, the they kind of pu- are putting the pieces together, uh, and it's kind of fun to trace who is who was the thing first at this point. Have you have, uh, have, yeah. have you ever tried to trace I it? I haven't really tried to, but that uh, I've never like done that watch. Yeah, it's 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 tricky. A lot of a, a lot of people think that the guy and I, I forget his name, but the guy who is. In the big scene, which we'll get to in a minute, the guy who's who, whose blood tests positive, right? Yeah, they say that he maybe was the first guy to uh, to have changed, to but thingified, yeah. But but Brimley, I think at this point is, I think Brimley is at this point. His name is his Palmer is the guy who who they say is oh, first. Okay. But Brimley, I think, is at this point. I think he's I think he's infected, and he starts going like a little crazy and 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 kind of uh, you know saying like we need to fucking. We need to separate everyone. He he wants he basically wants to kill everyone off, right. which is like it's interesting to even just think if that is him or the thing doing well, it. It's, again, it's like such a funny that's such a fun element of this of like the, the being thingified or whatever is that it makes them kind of crazy, but also stress makes everyone yes. kind of crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and 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 also like the thing is like this this thing which is like a crazy gross grotesque creature is like maybe smarter than us too like it's 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 like that fun thing of like oh he kind of knows what he's doing too and he's and he and he and and he's he's moving he's killing he's destroying all the communication and and making so that no one can leave right it's like a smart it's like doing a a strategy which is interesting yeah Yeah, so so that is one thing i want to say about this movie is like the characters are smart we've already got into the hunt section before in this film like when most Uh films they would still be like you can't what everything's fine that? no no that couldn't have possibly happened to the dogs you're crazy like we don't right. have that like spot oh in God. that this film like they get that's straight such to a it. good it's <laughs> yeah. such a good point i mean like they don't need to have that explanation they all saw like the craziest yeah. shit on earth yeah <laughs> and they're like smart reasonable people who like don't feel like characters in a horror movie necessarily yeah. like they feel like actual people like they, they, they do a good they do a good version of what you're talking about when McReady basically gets separated. So, so th- that's a part of what's happening now. Is Wilford Brimley goes crazy? They separate him. He says, "Keep your eye on this guy." He start. He kind of starts making people be paranoid. He he gets McReady paranoid. 
another guy gets killed because he he like he gets burnt and then and then uh Nalls um goes out with McReady and he finds his jacket in a furnace and so people think that McReady is now the thing. McReady comes back in and like threatens to kill everybody has a bomb. He has like uh-huh. dynamite and he's like I'll kill you all if anything happens. And then uh he fights off these two guys, this redheaded guy. I think his name is Norris. And this is when like one of the best scenes of the movies ha- happens. Norris like starts like having like a heart attack. Which when you see the movie for the first time, you do you're like, oh no, the fat guy is like having, <laughs> the fat guy is having a heart attack. Like you really believe that the yeah. that the, the fat guy is having the heart yeah. attack. Another another time where the the thing is like in uh, imitating like what actual stress would do to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, like he chose the fat guy. It's, yeah. The thing like, is, I know that they'll all believe that this fat man's heart will die <laughs> right before their very eyes. But the thing is kind of the thing is kind of sizest in a in a <laughs> yeah. See, you have to say he he is fat phobic. That's my thought. I have yeah, to say he's a fat phobic character. He's, he's kind of a fat phobic character. Here's my question about about uh the redheaded man was and this is this is just from some online digging. Was he a slow assimilation? Because people say like his stomach oh. is hurting, and this is a thing I never really even thought about with the thing. Is oh I always just thought like. It makes the transformation is over. Are some people infected and then like eventually they become the thing? Is, is, oh, is are they like still being themselves for the period while the, like is it an alien situation where yeah. you know the thing kind of uh, infects them over time and then finally takes over or something yeah. like that? Yeah, that's 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 what I was wondering. It, it, you know, I do like that there's ambiguity behind this. Is we don't really get a f- full grasp of how yeah. the d- thing operates or what he is, uh, what it is. And, uh, and I think even by the end of the film, that's still true, but I think it's possible that it could be multi, there, it might could be multivalent, like, it, yeah. like depending on how it infects people, it can, you know, consume them whole and then replicate them in whole or uh, just a little bit get in you. And then it slowly turns you, it could be, it right. might be able to do both. Which is cool. It it should be it we should it should be that way. We should have those conversations. It's fun to not hear every explanation. I love it. that there's not a scientist in there that who comes in and he's like, "We've been studying it. Like the way it works. First, it gets in your bloodstream. Like with like, I don't need to watch powerpoints in movies so <laughs> often. It's like I really don't. Like, they do have they, kind they, 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 of a powerpoint scene. In the, they, 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 oh, they, never mind then. <laughs> but, but, with the infection vector screen, like if anything yeah, is dated, it's just that because I don't think the, they the infection vector screen. <laughs> which 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 but also like that is like the most like it's just showing the audience like oh the thing takes over like it's almost like doing like hey dummies like yeah, yeah. the it thing can... takes over like the cells and becomes you like that's, yeah, that's yeah. basically what it's which it's showing people right but i still i still even like the I, everything about the movie even the, even like the chess wizard and the vector the, yeah the, like Everything about it, I still, I still like. Yes, it. There's, there, I can't find, I can't find fault in it. You know what's so funny is like you think back on it and you're like, maybe everything would have gone different if he hadn't destroyed his video game. Uh, <laughs> this is like that. Really, it's very interesting that that's the first moment of the movie. Is it's like if there wasn't sort of this like anti gaming stuff going on, maybe they never. <laughs> maybe if they were all gaming, they never would have seen the dog in yeah, the first place. Gary wouldn't have broken the window and shot. He would have been watching his him play chess. Or yeah, he'd have been like, wow, you're about to win. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the the characters are a lot of fun. They're not. There's a lot of them aren't. You don't get too deep with a lot of sure. them. But this guy. So this guy, like this guy Norris. You don't know too much about him. He's the fat guy. He's got the heart attack. 
Doc uses the paddles on him. His chest opens up. Sure, yeah. And then he bites the arms off of Doc. <laughs> Most it's horrifying like so scene. In it's insane. <laughs> so awful. So awful. it's also like, I, I, and then I, it gets worse somehow. Actually, after. it's it, it it still it still gets it's st- this thing sprouts from his chest. It has like Norris's face. It's so <laughs> fucked up. And at the same time, Norris's other face is like stretching off of his body. Yeah, like <laughs> and, and like, screaming like, the whole time. <sighs> Yeah. It, and it, which they, that, that was a good, that was a good impression. <laughs> See, I can do. There it, it is. That's it, what he sounded like. And and it, 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 the head like falls off the table, like slimily falls off the table, <laughs> and it turns into a spider. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. The head walks away at, with the head like facing up. Right. The, the back of the spider. Yeah. It, 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 it grows. It grows spider limbs and it and, and, and two eyes and it fucking walks away. Leslie, what are you gonna say? I'm sorry. I know. I just want to say like the tension you think is in this scene is that McGrady is going crazy and is holding everybody hostage and people are like trying to grab a scalpel to take him yes. out and then the fucking arm biting scenes happens and like oh we're in a completely different game now oh it's 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 it's, it's it turns so quickly where like people just even forget that they were upset about McGrady McGrady still kind of has the upper hand he, he so he he's torches uh what is Norris and then he torches the Norris spider head. Yeah. Um but it's it that 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 whole that whole scene doc is dead I think right. from 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 uh from the 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 injury from his arms. Yeah. And then that guy the guy who loves dogs which right. I feel I do actually feel really bad. The guy who loves dogs is the guy I can relate to the most. In the <laughs> if you were up in uh, and you saw a cat running out in the middle of the, like, the, of course the I snow, would save him. you'd like run out and grab yeah. it, right? I, yeah. I would. And I would like t- tell the Norwegians, like, you need to show me like that. Tell this me what's wrong with the cat. Yeah. You need to show me that this before you like kill this thing. You need to show <laughs> me what's wrong. But that is kind of important because the Norwegians, like, they don't take the time to explain. They just right. start shooting and accidentally shoot the guy in the leg just because that's the and that's the, the level of like insanity that you watch these characters right. be driven into. It's just like a preview of how far, far they're going how to be. How far they'll go. Yeah. That's that's that's. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. You- An- another great scare, uh, by the way, from Carpenter. I just want to mention in that scene uh, uh, where he's where they do the defibrillator on him, and then his chest opens up. It's another great example of like I don't want to do just shock scares. So what's like abject like like mind bending horror I can do? Like how can I like play with a moment where we know we have an expectation about what's going to happen, and then it ends with a head scuttling off as a spider. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 and. They use a double amputee uh, for the the guy who gets his for the doc who gets his arms uh, bit off. It's a, for, as a stand-in. So like oh. you see that the arms get like oh wow I didn't know that you see his arms get his arms get bit off. Wow! You, you don't even notice that it's a guy in a mask. You don't uh, even notice it's a guy in the, the mask arms. because yeah. you're looking at the arms. It's it's such an insane wow thing to as a a chest eating a man's man's <laughs> arms. And so um, and so then we kind of come to like the pivotal like psychological horror scene um, yes. where he does the tests on everyone. He yeah. kills the dog man who tries to like be a hero <laughs> and stab him, and he shoots him in the face. And the dog man is the dog man is out, but McCready has an idea for a test. Where he thinks because this, he saw with Norris, he saw his head slither away. He thinks that every part of this creature, it was is, is tries to save itself, and yeah. and so he 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 thinks that if he, you know, heats up a piece of copper and puts it in blood, yeah, 
the blood will scatter or whatever. Sure. Which is smart um, for me. Smart thing, but I don't want to skip over the hero of this movie shoots the innocent person who loves dogs in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a nihilistic movie, I guess. It's a pessimistic movie. Anyway. And he and the sad part is he's right. He sh- it's what he should have done. It's what he should. Oh, for I know, sure, hundred percent correct. I, f- I, f- I do feel bad for the dog guy there because it is just one of those situations where you're like, "Well, you were wrong, dog guy." In that, in that, in that. Unfortunately, instance. you got us all killed. So yeah, he he he, fu- he fucked up for for a minute there, and he got to hit consequences, you know. But uh, that we we get into the best scene of the movie and maybe any horror movie, which is this blood test. Mm-hmm. Uh, Windows, who I like a lot, is in in. McGree tests Windows first, and Windows is fine. Who who you like a lot? Who's also like a guy who's like accused a lot of being the thing like, <laughs> through the movie, and like he's in the room with uh, Brimley when he and gets like fucked up. He's a guy who gets like kind of like he gets the shit under the stick, and then he really gets the shit under the stick in a, in a couple seconds here. But he texts he tests uh, he tests Windows, and and Windows is good to go. And then he te- I think he tests Nalls. Uh, or 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 is it, does it go right now into Palmer? Is, is Palmer the next person? They're all tied to everyone is tied to chairs, and as McCready is putting as testing the blood. He right. te- oh, so he does windows and then himself, and then he's talking to Ga- the uh, Gary, the guy who shot the 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 Norwegian in the beginning, right? And he's talking to him, and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna check you last, and then he puts the hot copper into. Palmer's petri dish and it jumps out. It's like a jump scare. Mm-hmm. And one then, of the only ones. One of the only one of the only, <laughs> one of one of the, one of the only ones. And then Palmer just starts convulsing in his chair. This chair that this row of chairs that all these guys are tied up to, and he just starts fucking melting. <laughs> <laughs> like like he's melting blood out of his face. Yeah. And it's the it's the most fucked up. It's so <laughs> fucking crazy the first time i saw that it, it it blew my mind i mean i don't know what else to say about it it's such a crazy scene and then this this thing thing like you see the power of it it stands up and like puts its legs through the floor yeah and then it flips up to the ceiling and all these guys are like freaking out on the chair <laughs> and then w- they're all tied up still of course they're all th- that was a strategic error it does feel like it does feel like the tying up was maybe happened out of paranoia and was unnecessary and the, you know do better mccready no no one really no one really suffered from it, but this is a thing that I guess if this maybe you know what maybe this could be the one complaint about the movie is that they do have their uh their their what's it called their tor- the uh flamethrowers mm-hmm. the flamethrowers don't work for like yeah. a few minutes yeah and windows is supposed to like McCree's like torch them windows this this monster that's on the ceiling yeah it drops down and then it its head splits open and it and it eats windows. <laughs> Because Windows flamethrower like doesn't work and he hesitates and it's the most fucked up thing. This monster has Windows head in its mouth and like you see Windows body like flat flailing all around as the monster is just like eating him from the top down. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I'm watching it's, it now. It's, it's, it's such, so fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. It's such a cra- yeah. it's such a crazy moment. And, and and again, it's one of these things like why it's so impactful is because, again, we can tell when things are happening in the real world. Like, yes. To see something like that happen and it's like a CG body like 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 bouncing around and swinging and shit like, you know, that that's a cartoon like this is only as impactful because you're like, holy fuck, that's real. Yes. Like, no, <laughs> it's 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 such it's it's like one of my favorite 
scenes in horror history. It's 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 just one. It's one of the best. They torch, they torch Palmer, Palmer who like walks through the wall out into the snow, <laughs> and uh, and then they they have to torch Windows, who like is starting to slowly. And it's a real guy that's on fire. Just a real guy that's yes. on fire. <laughs> yeah, and with, yeah. And you can see while you see that guy walk through. If you watch when he walks through the wall, you can see. The guy who's on fire. They also like you can see that his head is split. Like they they, <laughs> they 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 made the costume so that his head is split, and then they still lit him on fire. It's it's awesome. <laughs> it's just like such so small good. attentions yeah. to de- the details. And then basically all the other guys are are thing free. Windows and Palmer are dead, and then uh, Gary Nalls and and um and what's his name the uh, uh the act the actors uh, Keith David are right. all they're they're all they're all non things. And basically, the end of the movie is just a search for Wilford Brimley. They go and they go to his his little cabin where yeah. they've been keeping him. They see that he's made like a tiny little spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> so Kelly had a really interesting take on this scene and really blew her mind. So I'm gonna have, let her come on the show and give it. <laughs> wow, what a treat! I saw this movie in the '80s, and um, this scene blew my mind because up until this point. You know, Wilford Brimley himself was such an iconic grandfather character. And when they see him or they don't see him, when they see what he's done after they've locked him up, it changes what the thing is. Up until this point, the thing was kind of like, you know, a bacteria or a virus. But Mm -hmm. as soon as they see what he's done, it blew my mind so much that. I still have no space for the the comprehension for this because <laughs> this is like a throwback to those radio shows where, you know, oh, my God, it's built a spaceship. And literally the thing has built a spaceship. <laughs> he's, he's super sentient. He's so far. The thing oh, yeah. is no longer just a thing. Right, he's a, he's yeah. a bad guy. He he knows what he's doing. He's bad. It's, he's like he's he's like an evil alien. <laughs> it's it's crazy. See, I wouldn't even say evil alien. I mean, he's on this planet, and whether his or her, you know, whatever the thing is, yeah, we don't know whether yeah. he, the intentions are 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 malevolent. You see what this this extraterrestrial is capable of, and there's no way to deny now that what mm. is hunting them or what they're scared of right. is much stronger and much more capable of survival than they and ever like organized. could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. look at that. Doesn't that blow your mind? Yeah, it literally wild. is a mini flying saucer. And of course, there's this moment like, you know, movies always like kind of fall apart toward the end a lot of time, but it does add this new level of like horror to yeah. it oh, like, right here at the end of the movie. It's like an accelerant great- on the whole plot. Yeah, that's such a great breakdown of it. And also, I want to add that, like, the little spaceship is also kind of funny. <laughs> like, it's funny that it is kind of like a little tiny spaceship that, like, Wilford Brimley would, like, sit in the little cockpit of it, I guess, and and, and fly out of there. It's like, but 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 it, you're right. It, it 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 completely changes what you think about the thing where it was like this virus or this infection. And now it's yeah. like, you're right. It, it, it's sentient. It's it, it's it, which makes it more terrifying. That this thing is, this thing knows what it's yeah, doing. Yeah, and you know, like that means they'll probably come back and take over the whole earth. <laughs> yes. What? 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 what I, that's another thing I wonder too. What is? What is that? The assimilation process? Are they dead? I know that the the thing can take over their thoughts and their memories and stuff, but yeah. like, 
do you just become dead? Are, are it feels you- like it's a it's a whole body takeover, and so yeah. the question is whether or not like your consciousness exists in there to a point. But it does feel like it at a point becomes extinguished for yeah. sure to me anyway. Yeah, it feels like you're you 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 are gone at one point, and it just has everything because they they say that a lot. They're like, that's not him anymore. You know, it's 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 not him. But anyways, that scene is one of the best scenes in 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 all of horror movies. Wilford Brimley is now we know he's the he Wilford Brimley is now officially the big bad. <laughs> he's 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 running around and uh they they basically go on they 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 know that they're all going to die and they they're like uh and I also I think this is pretty bad that the four of those guys just can't kill Wilford Brimley. Like those four, Keith David, <laughs> McGreedy, Keith David, like they can't just kill fucking old Wilford Brimley. <laughs> That's their only job to do. He, he 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 sabotages the place. He destroys the generator. Yeah. The generator is gone. It's kind of funny. There's like a moment when like they're like running after Wilford Brimley. Like there's a moment when the movie kind of becomes like like sidetracked by like how Wilford Brimley is running around and like uh, <laughs> like sabotaging things and they're like chasing after him. They're chasing after like That's a great little... actually. I love it, but it is funny. It is like a sneaky little Wilford Brimley. <laughs> destroying generators. And and then and so they they split they're like, we're gonna burn the camp down and like we're just gonna we're gonna die so we have to kill the th- that's our job to kill the thing yeah and this is carpenter talks about this a lot like of how like he didn't think that the movie didn't work because he because he didn't think that the the characters came off as heroic enough mm. which is like this which makes me feel bad that he was even thinking of feels that way like yeah they're superheroes has to do with that yeah. there's the most heroic characters in like any horror movie they know yeah, they're right. going to sure. die they're going to sacrifice themselves to save the planet there's no benefit yeah. to them they have no hope they could just lie down and take it they can even let themselves be assimilated you see that in a lot of stuff similar to this where the hero will well some of the protagonists will just go ahead give up, give up. like in the matrix uh the creepy guy in the matrix he gave up and let the machines take over or right or, you know he, the steak still tastes good yeah that's that, that that's 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 what i i feel like i I would have if I was in the thing situation. I'd be like, "Are you sure we can't like kill him and like still live?" Like, like <laughs> I would. I would be. You're right. They are very heroic. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's just not hope punk. It's like a very like determinist, like fatalist kind of movie in a, in a way that's like good, but yeah. like it is like a you know. It, and it's most horrifying because it is kind of like there's no hope. <laughs> like there's never been any hope for these people from the moment it started. It started. Yeah, I agree. Um, but they go down. There's a cool thing where where uh, Blair, who is Wilford Brimley, gets Gary in a corner and puts his mu- his hand into his mouth, and 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 kind of turns him into a thing, and then just ca- and then walks away, and Gary's face is like melded to his arm. Yeah, it's like he's stretching and so fucked up. And the, and there, there's supposed to be. I read that there's supposed to be a scene, so that we get to see like the big last thing. It bursts through the floor, right? And you get to see. It's you know it's 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 kind of like what is it like stop motion claymation-y yeah. sort of uh, yeah I guess it is stop motion is what it is it feels yeah. like stop motion maybe mixed with like some puppetry or something like yeah. that yeah but you get to see it you get to see the final version of of uh of of the, the thing. thing and there was supposed to be a moment here where Nals you know Nals just kind of disappears he was supposed to burst through the floor and then like. A thing tentacle was supposed to come up, oh, and, he was supposed to, and he was like yelling. He was going to yell to McReady like "Help!" And then his chest and his face were supposed to explode, and they cut it <laughs> out of it. 
uh, because they didn't have money to do it. They already gone like blown up enough humans. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like way over budget for effects or whatever. But McCready blows, blows the thing up, saves the day. And, uh, and him and Childs are, 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 uh, reunited at the end, uh, him and Keith David and they are, and they're and you sit there and you don't know if one of them's the thing or what yeah. the deal is, and that's kind of how the movie closes out. It's great. Yeah. Ends with ambiguity. Ends with ambiguity. Ends with some am- ambiguity. Um, I like to think that neither of them are the thing. I, I think I like Me to think too. That, like, yeah, yeah. They just both they both freeze to death. But <laughs> yeah, I think that which like is sad. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> I think they save the world and die. Yeah. Well, I uh, hate to spoil it for you both, but there actually is a sequel comic book oh and it turns out that neither one of them are the thing but um not to to spoil it for you it is actually a pretty good comic i would recommend uh, checking it out but basically they go through another adventure where like they get rescued um by this other group who ends up you know letting the thing run amongst among them like the military gets involved and like it ends oh, wow. up on like a nuclear right. sub and they have to destroy the sub in order to That's stop cool. the thing <laughs> and they do so and again they sacrifice themselves in order to stop the thing from reaching civilization they, and so they die still? yeah they die still oh i love it oh my god <laughs> the eu the thing extended universe i love it's like it never gives you the thing yeah. like maybe there'll be another comic where they still have a lot they yeah they're <laughs> like they surface from the water <laughs> Ooh, they're like floating yeah, it's, it's called the thing from another world and it's actually very oh, I it's love actually it. pretty good it sounds oh, cool yeah. and that's that's the the name of the, have you have you ever watched the the thing from the the original the howard hawks movie i believe i never have no, i never seen it it's kind of like a Frankenstein. The thing is kind yeah. of like a Frankenstein. Uh, but it's not a bad movie. I mean, especially for like 1951 or whatever, I think. I think Which one's fine. better, though? I think the Carpenter one. <laughs> there, there's So I loved uh, Hateful Eight a, a couple years ago. Yeah. And I was reading about it. And um, a lot of this, like a lot of Hateful Eight is inspired by this yeah. movie. And I didn't, I didn't realize that. At oh, the time. interesting. And, yeah, and, that makes sense. And uh, what's his name? Who did the score? Did the score for Hateful Eight? And he uh, yeah. supposedly used some of his unused score from the thing oh. for Hateful Eight. But yeah, like a lot of it is the same thing. People suspicious of each other. That no makes one knows. Me like Hateful Eight a little bit less. <laughs> no, I like Hateful Eight a lot, but I, I am like him. Hmm. Every time with a Tarantino thing, it's worse when you hear like what inspired it because I'm like, oh, like it's just lifted so much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It, li- it lives a lot, but then at the same time, I'm like, he does, he's masterful at like weaving all of it together. Like he lifted it, and also like I'm like, he was inspired by a good movie. Yes, it's true. He put Kurt Russell in it. You know what I mean? Like it's true. It's great. It's it's great. That's a good movie. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, that was a good one to see on what's it called on actually like 30 millimeter or whatever. Oh yeah, Cinerama with a with a and there was like a little like score in between. Like a, oh yeah, a little the intermission. An intermission. They give you a little mm-hmm. book and stuff. What a fun little experience. It was good. He does a well, good job. So what do we think, guys? Is uh is the thing what the best movie ever made? I think it might it's be the best movie. Pretty much movie. up there, yeah. It's yeah. excellent. Um I I think I think I think yeah. yeah. I I think I think I think it's the best horror movie. I think it's the best horror movie ever made. And John Carpenter, I mean, like, it is just wild to look at someone like John Carpenter, who's just like a journeyman director who, like, had times that were bad, had times that were good, but just like stuck in there and made good shit forever. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know. The JJs of the world. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make them I, like they used to. 
They really don't. I want to say also that there's a uh, the studio. We know when there's the big explosion. Yeah, the studio made them put in the sound of the screen of the thing screaming. <laughs> so like, if you watch the movie at the end, you see the explosion. You hear like, a, yeah, it's it's just, <laughs> it's, so a stu- it's a studio note because we need to know he dies. We, that's, it's exactly we what need it is. to know he dies. I also do you think that there is a version of this for now? I I feel, I feel like there's like a lot of just I mean. Of course, it still fits our times. There, there's the, well, yeah, but better than maybe it even did back then. But I mean, look, it's like uh, uh, I think that you know the sort of paranoia of the Cold War is very similar to the paranoia of like post Russia is like has hacked our election paranoia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Paranoia like I was joking similar. earlier. <laughs> Yeah, I was saying, yeah, it's just paranoia is paranoia. If this is actually John Carpenter, why it's more relevant than ever, it's because this is John Carpenter, like, reflecting on how modern society, like, pits us against each other and makes us paranoid about each other. Yeah. Like, that's why it's still relevant, because uh, we still live in the same society. <laughs> You're right. You're right. All right, well, uh, I guess that's that for the thing. Any any final thoughts there? I love it. I mean, it's just one of the best horror movies yeah. I, I a, a lot of what I broke down was maybe a lot of just saying that this part was cool. I mean, but that's like, cool. that's the fact of the movie is there's nothing more beyond to talk about than all the parts that are cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, it gets me. I just want move. I just want movie. I want people to put that into movies. That's right. And when I, when I get mad at things like last Jedi or force awakens, I don't feel that effort that, that, that right. John Carpenter puts into every, moment of this movie I, I i miss movies like this getting bad reviews yeah and being just like like forgotten about you know what i mean like yeah. now we like elevate everything to like the highest height and pretend that it's the newest thing i i miss when like there were just a million horror movies coming out every year and you could miss a bunch you know yeah. uh, uh i do feel like and, and and that has a lot to do with like you know corporate consolidation and like we're talking about like that ultimately movies are being made for like between three and four companies right now so ultimately every single movie even if we live in peak tv and there's more movies happening than ever it still is being made with like the values value set of these like four companies so they all feel the same the the blade runner came out the same year also considered kind of like a failure at the time and then also now is considered kind of a sci-fi classic like one of the that's actually one of my other favorite movies of all time yeah Listen, you, you said that there, did you want to talk about the reshoots or you said that there was some stuff that like I, I uh, was trying to find the blog post that went into it. But there I guess maybe two or three years ago, someone did like a blog uh, spot like thing about the thing and all oh, the nice. problems. With it. I can't find it right now. But basically, he said, like, you know, for the vast majority of the shooting, like everyone involved was like really worried about this movie. It just was yeah. not working. It doesn't feel like it. There were it was there were injuries. There were issues getting so shot. This was another the shark isn't working. It was another the shark's not working. Like Jaws. Yeah. It, it, it was a it, it, big, big, you know, like they didn't really save it until like the end after the reshoots, after editing it once or twice more. They weren't really they didn't really have a good movie until the very end. And then they came up with this, you know, really brilliant thing at the end. And it's just so like if you had asked any of them beforehand, you know, what what while they were shooting it, they would have just said like, this is a piece of crap and I don't understand it. And then even a couple of <laughs> several years no after that they still felt the same way because all the reviewers fa- frankly gaslit them into thinking that this movie was bad 
It's great. Yeah, it's great. It, it just and the fact that they shot this movie like a lot of it on location, like they actually shot not where, where are they supposed to be in the like the, but like Antarctic Ant- or something, yeah, yeah. The Antarctic or something. But they shot up in like British Columbia, like somewhere like way up where it was snowing and, and crazy cold. every day and cold, yeah. and like it was like like near freezing on set a lot of the time, which is. You know, like that sucks for actors and people who are doing it, but like that's cool as hell. It is cooler. And you it's better than shooting it. it on, you know, just the reconfigurable like sets, like, you know, that are, uh, uh, you know, shot on sound stages. It you rules. can feel it. You can feel it. The thing is the best. If you haven't seen the thing, go see the thing. Yeah, go see the thing. Everyone, we're all going to go on record saying it's one of the best movies of all time. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, everybody. Well, uh, Mitch, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having hey, me. Hey, you do the Doughboys podcast, which everyone can listen to. Check it out. Doughboys podcast. We're on HeadGum Network, and we have a Patreon. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, check out the Patreon. Oh, 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 uh, I got the production grow So it's by uh, Stuart uh, Cohen, who co-produced the oh, mo- sure, okay. movie. Um, you can find it at theoriginalfan.blogspot.com, and it has like all of this you know, great information about how the film was basically fucked um, for a long time, and then they were able to save it at the last minute. That's I love cool. it. I'm going to check it out. That's crazy, because I just seem so genius throughout the whole thing. Oh, this thing. is awesome, actually. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. This website seems great. Oh, nice find. Jesus. All right, well, I'm going right. to go read this. Yeah, I'm going to go check out this website. Yeah. Later on. <laughs> All right, uh, talk to All you later, right, Leslie. Peace. Good stuff. See you, Leslie. Peace. Like what you hear, want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.